1: Welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, the CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we have a special interview episode following the 2023 NWSL draft. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube so that you never miss out whenever we go live or our exclusive interviews. Today we welcome the number three overall pick of the 2023 NWSL draft defender and newest member of Orlando Pride, Emily Madrill. Emily, welcome to Attacking Third. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me. We're uh we're we're hyped to have you on the show. It's your first time here on A3, and we're thrilled to chat with you. Uh first things first, preseasons in full swing. How how are you doing today? And uh, how does it feel to, to get in the mix with the club for the start of preseason?
2: doing well our first official day is on saturday so we the whole team hasn't come back together but um i had my first training with the girls that are in town and wanted to come like an optional training and it was good
1: nice nice Uh, i want to chat with you a little bit about uh sort of what feels like kind of an accelerated timeline at this point um we're we're roughly what several weeks out from, from the draft, but it almost feels like it was just yesterday. And now there's uh, the potential for, for players to report to markets. They can get into preseasons early if they'd like. Uh, But I I really want us to maybe try to get, give you a chance to talk about your draft day experience. Uh, You know, what was it like uh, going through uh, that event day? And and how did it sort of feel to, to hear your name being called during the draft?
2: Yeah, I think the whole day was it went by pretty fast, honestly. I was like trying to count down the, you know, count down the minutes until it finally got there and then it was just there and it was over. Um, but it was very exciting and um it was a good day. I um was just hanging out in the morning. I actually got coffee with the Orlando staff and just talked about like what it would look like if I got drafted there and just trying to get to know each other, which was kind of cool. Um, we ended up talking for like an hour and a half. Um which was like just a little nice break in the morning before um, getting ready for the draft. And then I just got ready and my family with my parents were there and my boyfriend and my boyfriend's um, parents. So that was, that was cool too. Um, And then the actual draft, you know, they had, they talked about the red carpet and stuff. So that was kind of cool. And then got to meet the other draftees who, you know, I've played against or played with for a couple of years. And so it was just nice to see some familiar faces um, and then of course people always say like how the draft is, it, anything can happen. And so, um, you know, I had a feeling I would end up in Orlando, but then of course, like you can't put a hundred percent of, of what you think is going to happen. Cause it's, it might not happen that way. And so, you know, when the first couple names are getting called, I'm getting nervous. And then they announce the trade. I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to like think I'm going somewhere and then end up going somewhere different. And so, um, that part was kind of nerve wracking, but, um, of course it felt amazing to get to get my name called. And third pick was just amazing. Um And yeah, I'm really happy that I ended up in Orlando.
0: Yeah, it's it's a little bit nerve wracking being at the draft. Sandra and I had the pleasure to be there this year as well in Philadelphia. Um I got my own coffee that day around town. So I'm glad you did too. And it sounds like you had a nice little contingency with you, with your parents, your boyfriend, your boyfriend's parents. So I have to know after your name was called, who'd you hug first, your parents or your boyfriend?
2: <laughs> so we set it up strategically. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my boyfriend was next to me, and then my parents next to him, and then my boyfriend's parents next to them. So I just went down the line, boyfriend first, then parents. Yeah. So I was like, well, I whispered to them before. I was like, do I like give you guys a hug before? Like, let's figure this out so that when the cameras are on, like, we know what's going on. Um so, yeah, it just we figured it out. And
0: well, yeah. I'm glad you worked through the logistics. It looked very smooth from what we saw on our end. Great job. Great job. You see, you seem like a planner. I like that type of personality. Me, too. Um, but you're the first defender, right? Going third overall selected in, in the first round. Um, what are some things about your playing style that you think are going to contribute to Orlando Pride?
2: I think um I love to have the ball at my feet. So as a center back, I think that's one thing that's helped me kind of build my confidence in that position is getting the ball. I like to start the build and I like to, you know, see the whole field in front of me. And then of course I, the teams I've played on, I've always had the freedom to just dribble and take the ball, like where I see and where I want kind of for the most part. Um, So I think that's definitely one of my strengths. And then I think defending wise, I think um, I'm a pretty solid one v one defender. You know, I, take pride in those one v one battles. And I don't like when, if someone does beat me one time, I'm like, okay, like, okay, I see what's going on here. You know, I, I take pride in in that sort of thing. Um, and I think over the last couple of years, I've tried to just like step up a little bit more as a leader, like be more vocal on the field because, you know, when you start in college and you're a freshman, sophomore, and you're, that's not really your responsibility. Um, and so I just like, you know, listen to what the older people were saying. But then I think as I got older and then I hit my fifth year there, I was like, all right, it's kind of my turn to step that up and be more vocal. So I think those things.
1: Nice. You know, you're, you're one of um, like multiple Florida state players that were uh, selected uh, within the 2023 NWSL. It's, It's a program that's, you know, had a lot of success during your time there specifically, including the 2021 NCAA championship. Um, you know, what, what is that sort of uh, process? Like, because there's all those nerves that sort of, uh, come with the draft day for your own, uh, future path, but to sort of also be in the presence of potentially witnessing the next step for your teammates, what was it like sort of, uh, participating in in those moments uh, with them as well?
2: Yeah, I think, um, you know, after my name got called, I was like, Trying to still pay attention to like, you know, you go behind and I couldn't really hear what they were saying. And so I'm trying to like look at the screen and see like who's getting called to see, you know, where Clara and Jenna were going. And then by the time I got back to my seat, it was like right or no, Jenna was right after me. Right. The fourth. Yeah. yeah so I missed that completely I didn't see that until I got back to my seat and then right when I sat down is when Clara got drafted so then I texted her immediately and it's funny because she was watching it online the stream and um <laughs> the stream was behind and so she found out where she was going from my text I was like oh my gosh I feel like I kind of like spoiled it maybe a little bit oh, no. so that was kind of funny <laughs> but of course it's just it's just amazing like with the, my Florida State teammates. And then, like I said, I've, I've played with some of the other girls. And so just to celebrate everybody getting picked and, you know, taking that next step in their professional career, I think it's like, it's just fun. It's, it's, it's fun to, you know, get to celebrate all of that together.
0: For you, um, you took a bit of a unique path from college into the NWSL because you left Florida State University and you ended up signing with the league. Then they put you on loan to play professionally in Sweden before your name was then going to be re-entered into the 2023 NWSL draft. So you still got to be drafted. Um, But it it was a little bit of like a workaround in a sense. How did this plan develop? Where did it come from and, and how did it develop?
2: Yeah, if you asked me last January if I thought I was going to go live in Sweden for half the year, I would have been like, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but I think um, after, you know, being – my plan was to stay at Florida State last spring and fall and finish out and then enter the draft like everybody else. But, um, you know, after the coaching change, I just felt like I, I – it was a tough decision, but I just felt what was best for my career was to go – And I wanted to join the NWSL at that time. And I thought maybe there was a way I could. Um, Obviously, that didn't work out. But then it was amazing that they let me sign with them anyways, and then loan me out. Um, So yeah, then it's just all trying to like figure out the best way with my agents and, you know, talking to family and coaches and stuff, just trying to figure out the correct path. And then the NWSL came up with, um, you know, signing me and then Putting me out on loan and then still have to um, still get to go to the draft. So um, definitely, yeah, a little bit a weird and and interesting way to get there. But um, I mean, it's worked out great, and I've I had a great time in Sweden, and um, and now I'm here, so it's it's perfect.
0: It, unique. We're using unique as the term to describe unique, it. That's the one. <laughs> yes, that, that's the term we like. But hey, you'll learn and, and you're already learning that you plan things and uh they never go as planned. But for you, it really worked out in the end. You were able to play professionally before entering the draft. You got a little taste of playing professionally. What was it like uh to play in Sweden?
2: It was a lot of fun. I've heard, you know, before leaving Florida state, I've heard like good things about Sweden and that it's like a really competitive league. It's, um, yeah, it's just a good league. And Gabby Carl went to Sweden. Um, one of my Florida state teammates went to Sweden six months before I did. And so, um, you know, I knew that if she, you know, it's a, it's a good league. She's there. She's probably doing well. So, um, yeah, and I think just on the team, there's a lot of Swedish national team players, which I think was cool. You know, they're obviously a really successful team. Um, and I got to just learn from them and learn from all, everybody on the team, really. They'd all been, you know, playing professionally for a lot longer than I have, obviously. And so, just taking what I could um, to learn from them. And the coaches were really cool, really nice. Um, I was only there for four months and everybody knew that, but they still invested in me and like made me feel really welcome and wanted me to get better, even though, you know, at the end of the day, there was no real benefit for them to do that. So it was amazing. I had a great time, learned a lot, and um, it was tough with the language barrier, even though they still do speak English, they prefer Swedish. um, So that was kind of, a fun challenge to like work through that a little bit. Um, and yeah, so now I'm back, happy to be back.
1: So you go, you go from winning the, winning a title with, with, the uh, FSU, you have a short stint, uh, in Sweden. So you kind of have this, this kind of one, two combo of, uh, you know, big game experiences kind of before going into NWSL. So what would you say, or maybe, um, Some of the biggest things that you've learned, whether it was playing collegiately with FSU or your time professionally with Sweden, um, what were the biggest things that you maybe learned in either of those areas that you're looking to to bring with you to NWSL?
2: Yeah, I think it's um, hard to compare college to the NWSL just because, of course, there's a jump up in the level. Yeah. Um, but and always we were a very successful program and while I was there like you guys said I won t- won two national championships and a couple ACC championships so I think one thing I learned is how to win at least at that level I think it's like I said it, I don't think it'll directly transfer over to the NWL because it's just a totally different league and all that but I think at least I kind of learned what it takes to to win and like all the little details to get it right and like the coaching staff went really into the details of like the tactics and things like that. So I think I learned a lot um on the field for sure, tactically and like technically and all of that and, and what it takes to win. And I think just, I mean, it's hard to like say exactly what I learned because it's just like five years go by and I feel like a completely different person, you know, it's just such a crucial time in your life because you're growing as a person and like trying to figure out life as well as play soccer and, and, you know, try to learn how to be a better player. Um, so I think, yeah, I honestly don't even know there's so much that I learned and I don't even know honestly what to say about that, but, um, yeah, yeah. That's all I got. I think for now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, we understand completely. We'll talk to you five years from now again, and you'll be like, I don't even know. It happened in a blink. It, that's how it happens. It's how you learn and, and you grow. But at the start of this conversation, in this interview with you, you talked about how you're in Orlando. You had your first days um, at the club today, despite it not necessarily being the official start to preseason. But what are your initial impressions of being a professional in the NWSL? Your first day on the job, essentially, today?
2: Yeah. I mean, first impression, everybody was really nice. You know, everyone came up and, you know, gave hugs, introduced each other, which is really cool. If I had any questions, someone jumped in and helped me. So first impression, everybody is really nice. And then I think, like I said, it's just like a higher level. And I think, um, for some players during this break, it's tough because they don't really have a team environment to train with over the break. And I was the same way. Um, I trained with Florida state like two days. Um, and that's like the first time I've had it. A training a team training um in a month and a half or something like that so yeah. just like getting back out on the field and like opening up training a little bit more um it was fun but of course it's tough because you know you're not quite used to it um but yeah just had a lot of fun and you know they had like the music playing at the beginning during the warm-up which was fun everyone's in good good spirits good mood because the uh, season's about to start so I had a good
0: first day Did they play any jams that you were particularly into that you were like, yes, this is my song. Let's go.
2: It was kind of more pop music. And I can't say that I listened to too much pop, but like, you know, it's music that everybody can like dance to and like, you know, listen to a little bit and and like it. So, yeah, it, it was good.
0: We'll have to get in touch with the the DJ at Orlando Pride. Get some Emily Madrell songs on the playlist.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to send them my Spotify playlist for sure. <laughs> oh,
0: no, oh,
1: my goodness. What's one song that you would try to add in there in the rotation right away?
2: This one might be considered pop, but Last Last by Burna Boy. Okay.
0: Nah. Yeah. That's a good I think, one.
1: I, I, I I think would, it's yeah. kind of I think like on TikTok, maybe. Sense, just in the sense that it's like popular. Yeah. I think maybe. Yes.
0: I don't think genre wise it's pop though, but yeah, but it's popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it. It's a good pick. Let's yeah, mix it up. Let's that's... get
1: it in there for you. You're officially you're officially <laughs> me... squad part of a uh, preseason. Let's, let's, let's get some of your tracks in there as well. Um, yeah. Let me add
2: one on the queue real quick.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you know, when it comes to like this sort of Uh, phase of this season, it's still it's still very early. It's still like the time where you're sort of working things out. You're sort of establishing your routine um, and your day to day. So for yourself, a lot of and for a lot of players before they embark on a long, regular season, um, they take a look at the season in front of them, and maybe develop some personal goals. So for yourself, what's what's what are maybe some things that you are uh, looking to to task yourself with um, in your first uh, professional season in NWSL?
2: Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, I think, of course, my goal on any team that I'm on is to be a starting player, be in a starting 11. Um, I don't think any player really strives to be on the bench, but I definitely um, don't want to be on the bench. I definitely want to be in the starting lineup. So that's definitely one of my goals. And then I think, you know, I've heard that it's just such a long season. And I think, of course, I keep my personal expectations high, but I think it's just, I think it's going to be a year of a lot of learning, a lot of, you know, challenges, a lot of downs. I think I think just naturally that's the way that it goes. You just have ups and downs. So I think just trying to, you know, take it all in and just learn what I can and, um, you know, of course, perform the best that I can. Definitely. I Like I said, I have high expectations for myself. So I want to do the best that I can and, um, you know, just help the team um, be successful.
0: You've played with a lot of talent at, at Florida State in Sweden um, and now walking on to this Orlando Pride squad and, and looking at the roster and some of the legends that Orlando has signed for this year, including Brazilian international Marta. Is there a particular uh, lesson or challenge you're hoping to find against Marta? Are you like really jazzed to go against her in training or, or talk to her about being a professional or anything like that that comes with um, playing alongside some of these legends?
2: Oh yeah. Already today at training, we did a little possession and I'm uh, on the other opposite team is Marta. And I'm like, oh, I got to like be on point right now. I got to defend her like it's Marta, you know? Um, but I think she has so much to, to you know, so much knowledge to give and so much I can learn from her. So I think just, yeah, getting to know her a little bit and, and talking to her, I think she has so much to share and, and I'll try to soak it all in. But yeah, definitely on the field, if we're on different teams, I'm going to be like, all right, I gotta I gotta step it up because I can't have
1: Marta making me look
2: silly out
0: here. Nice,
1: nice. Uh you know, look, comp- look, competition is 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 massive in, in NWSL. I've got to tell you that. But um in terms of uh the league entering its its season in 2023. It's also looking ahead to uh, a new era. They're closing the chapter on a previous decade of existence, and now it's going to be entering their 11th year. Uh, some One of the cool things sort of coming out of the draft is that because the NWSL has celebrated their, their 10th anniversary last year, what a lot of what we're seeing now are, are players who are entering the, the league who have had the opportunity to kind of grow up with a league and watch games and watch players and watch performances. So as you sort of take these first steps as a pro in NWSL, like is there a is a particular NWSL club team that you're like really amped to poss- potentially go up against in your rookie season or other opposition?
2: Yeah, I think the most fun games are when you play against the people that you know, and I know Jay Howells on um, Racing Louisville, and I played with Natalia Kaweka on, on the Thorns, and they're the reigning champs, so that's going to be a really exciting game. So I think just the people that I get to play that I know personally, you know, I think you just, not to say you try a little bit harder, but you know, you you go into those tackles a little harder, and you want to, you know, show that you're the better team, and and you know, those that's always just a good time, so um, I'd say those two teams I'm looking forward oh, to
0: oh yeah when you know players on the competition I mean the smack talk starts earlier you got the texts going you got the elbows on the field you got the whispers in the ear I get it we get it completely 100 yes we're
1: gonna we're gonna be looking now we're gonna be looking for those for those matchups uh, if they if they come to light uh we usually close out these interviews with a little bit of fun with our guests and a lot of times when it tends to be this phase of the season we talk a lot about routine and, and preparation and stuff like that uh we actually had a a, a quick interview with uh, your head coach <laughs> and Seb Hines, And we also sort of pitched him something similarly uh but a lot of a lot of part of routine is part of what uh, you consume or what you put into your body or that that early morning coffee or that post training uh meal that you want to have so is there something that you've got to have during this time during a training week whether it's what's your 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 go-to uh morning beverage or what's your post-game training meal or snack that you got to have uh during the week
2: I have to say coffee, of course, coffee. I like to have two cups a day if I can. Right. So one on the way to training, although I think it's probably better to drink water. So we'll see. We might switch the morning coffee to the afternoon just so I can drink more water before training because it is hot here. And then for a pre like, bed snack, I like a yogurt with blueberries or strawberries and then some granola. And that's like it's not technically sweet, which kind of sucks because I always want something sweet. But it's like ha- tastes a little bit sweet and it's healthy, of course. So yeah. that's that's what I like to eat almost every night before
0: I go to bed. Wow, it. that sounds delicious. It's not super sweet. Sometimes I do that and I add a little bit of honey. Gives it a little bit extra sweetness yeah. while still being like on the healthier side. I get yeah, it. yes, yeah. that's the roaming, one. Roman out here giving tips.
1: You know, just <laughs> she's, she's kissing. You. <laughs> Uh, Emily, this was awesome. Thank you uh, so much for joining us today on Attacking 3rd. Best of luck in the upcoming season. Uh, thanks to all of our listeners for joining. We always like to thank uh, the audience uh, along the way. Everybody, download, follow, listen, and please uh, subscribe to us anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us, subscribe us to YouTube. Be alert for whenever we go live at youtube.com. Thank you for that. And Lisa Roman and Emily.